Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast. On this podcast, we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. <gasps> That's right. Opinions, folks. Uh, let's see. Today, we have, I guess, a little bit of a mix-up when you're hosting. We have Matthew Lynn, myself, and across from me is... Justin Lunsford at your service. Yay. No Adam today. No. No. Ever pooped your pants before? Like, ever or recently? Ever. Besides, like, when your mom was able to change you. Yes. When's, what's the earliest one that you remember? The earliest? Or, like, the most you recent? Can no, the earliest in your life that you can remember when you pooped your pants. I don't know, probably being, like, a kid, like, four or five, back in, like, pull-up days. You remember that? Yeah, I remember pull-ups. Then why did you say probably if you don't remember exactly the time? I'm talking about that time where it's like, oh, my God, I shit my pants. Like maybe nine or ten at school. Or... Well, okay, listen. <laughs> if we're just going to get into this topic right off the bat here. I, it's not so, even a topic. I just wanted I to talk actually, about I have actually – I've shit my pants five, quite a few times. Probably okay. more times than the average person. Please has. explain yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, so much so that me and a friend of mine – Back in the day, in my late teens, early 20s, actually would keep track. Uh, we would keep count of who shit their pants more that year. Were you trying to shit yourself? No. No, it was okay. just a matter of who legitimately shat themselves more times within the year. Okay, so my question at this point, in your hometown, was this a, a common thing where people no. just... Okay, so how did you and your how did you happen to have a friend who also shot themselves well, regularly? Th <laughs> I'm talking like maybe like the th three to four times a year, like once that a is, quarter. Once a quarter, we quarterly were is ourselves. a regular shitting in your pants. <laughs> is that regular? I would say so. <laughs> oh boy, I guess that we kind of just stumbled across it after you know a year of being friends. You, mm -hmm. you end it happens, and you tell them about it, and you laugh and. Then he ends up telling you about it. Oh, my God. Hashtag me, too. It happens again and again. And before you know it, you're keeping track. Okay. We didn't mean to do it. It was We were just people who happened to have these events in our lives where we shit ourselves. Okay. Um, well, Why do you ask? What, what brings this up? I, I'm not going to explain while I, why I'm asking because what we think of it is something that nobody on the, the air wants to hear. But okay. um, the earliest that I remember... Is we were at Did a, you shit yourself, Justin? No. Oh. Okay. I did not. Um, but I, I have. Tell us if you did. I had two memorable shittings of myself. Okay. Please walk us through them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time. I don't know how old I was, but I was young enough where it was very uh, practical to carry me around on your shoulders, like with my legs on your shoulders, okay. you know? Like, so that could so. be anywhere through five to eight years old yeah somewhere in right there. somewhere okay. in there yeah so i do recall we were at a parade and uh i need to go to the bathroom well it never crossed my mind that if you had to both poop and pee that you could just sit down and do both really uh, yeah for so for me it was no you you stand up to pee and you sit down to poop so oh, wow. i had to do both and i thought i had to pee way more so I went, you know, you know, my pulled down my my chonies, and then uh, went pee, and I was trying to hold in the poop, 
and it just rolled out. And it never occurred to you that when you poop, like in the morning, you pee? I don't... I I think that... Or do you always pee and then sit and poop? Because I feel like everybody goes to goes poop and then they just pee, right? Um, I I maybe as a child I thought that uh, if you had a if you were deliberately going, it just it just didn't you, occur to you, you. You had to separate them. Yeah, I don't know why. It just interesting. I was a kid. A lot of things don't make sense when you're when you're a kid. So that ha- so well then, okay. So that happened. And then I remember uh, <laughs> them telling me. Why didn't you just sit down? I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to. All right, got it. Fuck. <laughs> they had me take my shirt Once off. Once shame on me, right? They had it. They had me uh, take my my uh, shirt off and tie it around my waist, and it went all the way around like really well because I was a small little kid. So I had like long sleeves. And okay. the other time, what's the other time? Um, I was in my twenties. And I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. I don't know if you're aware of of the outfit at the Cheesecake it's Factory. White. All white. It is all Everything. white. Well, it used to be white pants, too. I think now they wear black pants. Oh. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, all white. <laughs> I was working a double. And Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Um, it's a similar story, actually, unfortunately. <laughs> um I went to the employee bathroom between my shifts. It was a very busy day. And like I said, I was working a double. So you have about an hour and 40 minutes, I think I remember at the time, um, to come in for your evening shift. And uh, I was taking a pee, standing up, everything at my feet. Apron was hanging up, thank God. Um, But uh, I remember taking a pee, and I thought I had a fart. And it wasn't a fart. It was just Oh, you sharted. It was a... Well... Very little gas and mostly watery, <laughs> watery poo came out, and it just dripped all oh, no. over my white clothes at the bottom. Luckily, oh. my underwear caught most of it. I took them off. I buried them in the trash can with lots of of uh, you just toilet went paper. The rest of the shift. No, I did not because no. there was still some on my clothes, and I cleaned it off. I <laughs> put my apron on backwards. Right. Ran out the back door. Called my job as i'm um in the car and said i had to go home i'm having a medical emergency i'm so sorry and uh so it was funny i i got on the phone because i i I just felt like i had to tell somebody and i called my friend uh tracy i said hey tracy she goes what that's how she talks what and i said I was at work and I just shat my pants. She was, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I said, yeah, I'm coming over. I didn't shit my pants. I shit all over my pants. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, I have, there's actually a past podcast where I've told a story of me. Oh, really? In San Diego. Sorry, I missed myself. that one. Yeah. That's probably the most memorable one I have. You guys can look back to it. Okay. Um, it's just something yeah. I had to get off my chest, something I wanted to talk about. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, actually. So it's that, refreshing to talk about. That actually brings us a little closer. Does it strengthens it? our friendship, and it just, that just so happens to be our topic today, is friends and friendship. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, are you, are I you actually, ready? I didn't know the friendship coming into this. Nobody told me. Well. Uh, normally, I have time to kind of prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I am fully unprepared. Were you secretly afraid that the topic of this podcast was going to be about accidental soilings of your own pants via bowel movement? Uh, <laughs> ironically, I think I was actually more relieved 
because um, I think I could keep that rolling for an hour. But now an actual topic, I'm a little bit nervous. I think I'm nervouser. More nervous? I'm more nervous now than I was when we were talking about shitting our pants. But okay. you know, the best way to overcome being nervous is to jump right into it. So let, let's... It looks like you have a list. It looks like you found a list of questions. I do. We love those on I this podcast. So the first question is, what quality do you most value in your friends? Most value? What, well, yeah, like what quality of the person makes you most grateful for to have them as a friend? They need to be, this is going to sound weird. No, it's okay. Okay, but bear with me. Shoot. They need to be a little bit of a dick. Like slightly kind of an asshole. Why? Because I tend to be that sometimes. Okay, so you so need a friend they that need has... to be able to hang with my level of to me it's humor. Yeah. Um they need to be able to understand me. So what you value most in a friend is someone who has a similar sense of humor to yourself. It is detrimental or it's just not going to work out between me and the person. Gotcha. That's yes. a good one. Yes. What about you? What's the quality that you seek? There are a lot of good qualities um and that I require in a person or I prefer to have in a person. But as far as a really close friend, I think over time, the most valuable part of a friendship, what? I'm just, I'm just waiting. Cause I feel like you're about to describe me. Oh, and well, I'm just, I'm wondering how actually, you're going to describe Technically me. I can't describe you because you don't fall under the list of qualifications that would make this a quality that we'd be able to test, but just listen, hear me I'm out. I'm listening. You asked me, go ahead. Gosh. Continue. Continue. Um, I think the most valuable aspect of a friend or valuable trait in a friend is the ability to pick up where you left off, even if it's like five years. Oh, yes. I know that trait you're talking about. You know, where there's no, there's no weird guilt about not talking for a long time, where there's no misunderstanding as to where you stand. It's That's a just, hard one to find, actually. It, it, well, unfortunately, you don't know until you're away from somebody for a long time, you know? So, well, because someone can be a really good friend, but lack that quality. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. just because they, it doesn't mean that they're a bad friend overall if they don't have that quality. That's right. Kind, that's a very bonus quality to find in someone. It's the, yeah, it's, a, it's the most valued, I think. That um, is but a very not, good one. Not the most important. No, no, I wouldn't say it's most important. I mean, the most important would mean that they're alive, value. right? They have to be alive. Well, for it even to begin, there right. has to be life. See? So that would be the most important, really. <laughs> I guess. See? Yes. Okay. Technically, right? Alive. Well, when it comes to friendship, can, can you befriend something that's not alive? I guess it can. you can consider it a friend, like a, well, a tree's alive. What about a rock? Can you actually really become friends with a rock and build a friendship relationship? Um, you live in it? your own reality. So I guess to you, it could be. It could, right? You can have imaginary friends. I'm pulling out a little bit of Chris Trujillo right now. He's been on the podcast a couple times, but uh, he's all about the technicality and making sure that if you're going to make a blanket statement, that you have to make sure that you're, all your bases are covered because he will find the one that you didn't. So that's the logic that I'm actually using right now. The um, the internet in general is very. You have to be careful with uh, blanket statements, like you said. Absolutely. Make sure it encompasses everyone. Um, but at the same time, this is our podcast, so I have speak, a friend coming. Mind, friend. You don't know this, but I have a friend coming um, the week after I get back from my vacation oh. for between one and two weeks. 
Oh, how fun. Her name is Katie, and I'm super excited. Um, we went to high school together. I haven't seen her in many years. And once in a while, I'll accidentally hit like that Facebook uh, like call over messenger thing. Uh-huh. You know, when we're talking, and then we'll end up talking, and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, what's up? <sighs> totally. Oh, what's she up to now? It's not ever like, so hi. I, I didn't, wasn't sure if I should get a hold of you or not. I know we haven't. Oh, so she has that while. quality you were talking about. Yeah, a lot of them do. You know, <laughs> uh, Adam actually has that quality. There was a time where we didn't speak for about a year. You know, we touch base every once in a blue moon. We had our own lives going on, but I have a lot like that, and they're very valuable. And over time, they become really low maintenance friends that are just kind of multi-purpose and all over, just important to me. They probably tend to be longer-lasting friends for most people. Well, yeah, anything that, that takes quality. less maintenance is going to last longer. Yeah. Anything easier. It's more sustainable, don't you think? In general, yeah, I would agree. So do you have any uh, friends that are completely like opposite of you, or do you tend to surround yourself with people who are mostly just like you? Mm. No, I mean, I have, I have a mixture. I would say that I, I mix it up. I tend to have more of the same quality of friend, but they have different qualities. So let me explain because yes. that doesn't make a lot of sense. We have a common thing that we actually say here at the Millennial House, and that is each of us, me, you, and Adam, we work so well together because we all contribute something different to the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we are all like-minded people and we all are fairly intellectual and can, can keep up with each other in conversation and we have similar, you know, um, things that we enjoy and stuff like that. We're, mm-hmm. we're similar people, but we each have qualities that are different that contribute to making the whole thing better. Right. You know what I mean? So same thing with, with other friends in my life. Um, I'm very much a person where I seek out whatever I am lacking. So you, you have to kind of like bring something to the table right? if you're going to be friends with me. Do you think do you do that consciously or do you think it's subconsciously? It just kind of works no, that way. No, I think I actually do it consciously because I think about it. Okay. I will actually seek out people who I feel will benefit parts of my life that are lacking. Gotcha. Yes. Hmm. It's interesting because I, I tend to have a lot in common with people, and that's what brings it tends to bring us together. There's common interests is what tends to bring me and someone together. It's not so much circumstance. Um, I'm friends with you through circumstance. Yeah, you. It's either similar interests with you, or you also have a very nurturing, like a nature to you. So, I would say that there is a little more um, situation than what you say because a lot of times you meet people and they're in a situation where it's they're having a rough time or something and you mm-hmm. help them out mm-hmm. and you make very good friends through that too so that means technically i guess i would be con or subconsciously maybe consciously uh looking for people that are not the same as me yeah it could be I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not trying to speak for you mm-hmm. by any means. No, no, you it's know good yourself. Input. But just from what I've seen, there's quite a few friends around you who are so close to you because you've helped them throughout their life. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because there's been, I've had a lot of friends in, in my life that 
I've met because we have some things in common. And then as soon as we do not have these things in common, like one, say, like political views, right? Sure. As Those can be a little rough with you. They can. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't, <laughs> I, and I don't feel that I am super right or super left or even that much in the middle. It really depends on the issue, right? So right. if I meet somebody, you know, and, and the issues at hand tend to make me le- lean a little bit left, me and these people all get along really well. As soon as the hot issues tend to be, you know, issues that I feel the conservatives have a little bit more, you know, uh, accuracy on or effectiveness or whatever. Uh, I lose the people on the left. And that's a lot of things. That's if you're really interested in a hobby and you kind of fall out of it. I have some friends like that that I haven't talked to in a long time. So I guess it's a little bit of both. Yeah, there is a certain like community when it comes to friendship, right? If you don't interact with your friends, then obviously that relationship is going to Maybe not die out, but mm-hmm. it will become slightly weaker over time because you're not interacting with it. Well, think about know? this too. Would as far as you look for people like you or, or not like you, do you think you could functionally live? Because there are four people in this house. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could functionally live in a house with four yous? Ooh, no. No, in any relationship, I think there has to be some differences. Absolutely. You know, and really, I mean, roommates is still a relationship. I could live with as much of a pain in the ass that you are, which you're not really. (laughs) You're not. I can be. I could live with three yous before I could personally ever live with three me's. 100%. Yeah, a person just has to have that little bit of difference. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You would almost get annoyed with yourself. Absolutely. I would. I would get annoyed with myself. How do you find your place when there's four of the same thing? That's a good, there's, it's hard to find any kind of community when it's just yourself. It would still, it would be so lonely. If somebody's a really alpha person and there's four of them, someone has to be, you know, beta, gamma, and delta or whatever. Yeah. Humans are definitely meant to be um, in communities and have a place in them. And having roommates in a household is, that is a community. And it forces you to find a place. It doesn't have to be like a higher or lower place, but it definitely you have to have a niche. Well, particularly because it's your home, the place where you go to get away from the world and the the dangers and the anxieties. Plus, you knowing, can't feel out of place there. Knowing your place just kind of gives you a little bit more security, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Like, I mean, for anyone out there who does not know this already, Matthew does a tremendous job like physically keeping up this house. <laughs> well, thank you. We do fantastic. It's always beautiful. This My guy, me well. this guy can clean. This guy can garden. Let me tell you, oh, I, I can rest assured everything's good. And he's a good uh, every morning dog sitter for me. Definitely <laughs> uh, knows, goes by the notions. Oh, you are just spoiling me with uh, compliments. Well, you know, I just happen I to really appreciate it. you right now, I guess. Well, thanks, man. You guys all know Cowboy, the bulldog, and one of the the uh, oh, thumbnails. Cowboy. Matthew and him are really close. They Or he and Matthew are really close. They spend a lot of time together here at the house. Every day, I'm with Mr. Cowboy. And, well, he the, loves and you. the cats. It's funny. We always say with Mr. Cowboy, well, you always say that he loves you more. But if there was ever a choice that he could only live with me or with you, he would love you more while he went to live with me. 
And he'd be like, it's nothing personal. It's My life will just be my, easier. My life would just, it's just easier. I don't think that would have been the case <laughs> if you never needed to feed him. But now that he understands that both of us are completely capable of sustaining his life and you just make life easier. Right. There's, and by easier, we mean I have a much um, Passive. softer level of discipline. I do not discipline the same way that most people do. Um, my dog knows when I'm pissed. <laughs> Matthew's key phrase is to kiss the naughtiness away, and he doesn't realize yes. that does not work. We kiss the naughtiness away. <laughs> Especially with the bulldog. They're a very stubborn breed. They are literally bully dogs. Yeah. They're bully dogs. Give them an inch, they take the whole football field, mm-hmm. or, or a mile, whatever one's comes first football <laughs> field comes first well you seem to really do well with animals they all love you they all want to go to your bedroom uh, what about people do you feel that you make friends easily with people most of them yes yeah i feel that i'm definitely a people person i enjoy people mm-hmm. so i think that would help right <clears throat> um i'm also super vain in in myself so of course i'm gonna say that everyone loves me you know what i mean because in my perspective, everyone does love me. But I'm sure there's many people who, who I'm not the bee's knees for them. Um, but I don't ever experience any of that throughout my daily life. I don't ever, like, notice that someone doesn't like me. In general, I feel that people are happy when they're around me. and You know, I'm an, I'm an entertainer. If, if not a good one, I'm one. So I like to make people happy. Very nice. I, I think... Uh... Very seldomly does this happen, but ditto. Yeah. I think that, yeah. (laughs) It's funny. It doesn't happen very often. Right. I I think I make friends pretty easily. And for most of my life, I never had an issue with um, people not liking me. But now that I look back and think about so many cringy moments in my life and and know how I react to people who produce such cringe, I'm pretty sure I was slightly delusional. I'm pretty sure at some point I was just so cringy that I just didn't even realize that these people couldn't stand me. I think I know that I definitely do. And I think you do too, because we have kind of a similar personality at times. We tend to fall victim to being that guy relatively often, as much as we could be the life of the party and like, Oh, that guy, we can also be like that guy who's just embarrassing himself at the bar or just oh, puts I his can be foot that guy. in his mouth at the pool table. You know what I mean? And we, we fall victim to that more often than most people do, just because of our tendency to kind of go outside of our boundaries. Oh, for sure. Oh, I have you know? the <laughs> worst filter when it comes to that, especially if I have a few drinks or anything oh, like too. that. me too. Um, espe- okay, so like the, you know, banter or like just kind of talking shit at like beer pong is a big one in college. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Dude, like people would be like, you suck. You, you, you're never going to make it. And I'd be like, you're the fattest bitch in Alpha Phi and nobody <laughs> wants to have sex with you. Isn't that sad? You're the only bitch in your sorority that nobody wants to have sex with. Fuck you, fat bitch. Booyah. Booyah. Balls back. <laughs> and I didn't actually mean to be mean. No, you just took it to another level. Right. Without realizing you were doing it. So I look back and I'm like, really? So... I don't ever think I was that guy, even though I totally was that guy. So that is a perfect example of what I originally meant when you asked me, what's my favorite quality? And I mm-hmm. said, the person needs to be a little bit of a dick, kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean, is they need to be intellectual enough to be slightly socially awkward sometimes. Does that make sense? That they need to be able to like put their foot in their mouth okay. and sometimes be like, 
to escalate things like what you were just saying. That okay. is what makes a good friend for me. And that's that's probably why we work well. You fucking slimy, slippery <laughs> scruff worm. You're fucking nasty. Really? That's what makes you that's what attracts you, you to You know people. the worst the worst insult, I think? And it's actually it's from a Christmas song. Who's fart? No, that was the chair. My oh, foot okay. just went across the chair. Um, is rotter. In the Grinch song, they actually say they go, You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. And I always thought that that was just like the deepest level of just like you're fucking garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what a hell of an insult. You're a rotter. But if you ever called me a rotter and I was in that mode where I was like super <laughs> fucked up, I would make you feel like such an idiot. True. Oh, everyone really knows what you mean by that, Matthew. I'm a fucking rotter or you're a piece of shit and I pretty much own you, you bitch. So shut be, your mouth, Matthew. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, no one knows it because nobody knows one of the most famous fucking Christmas songs in all of history that they made multiple movies about. And then That's I'd be right, like, wait, bitch. wait, 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 stop, stop. Who here knows a Christmas song with the word rotter in it? Fuck you, loser. See? I feel like We're saying the F word a lot. Yeah, it's okay. We, can, we do I that. I know, but I just don't like cussing a lot on public forums. My mom does listen to this. I, Sorry, mom. Mama-san... Sorry, please forgive me, Mama Song. My mom's French. We love her. She literally sounds like that. It's hilarious. We, we love her. Well, anyway, next question. Yeah, We've digressed so, enough on that one. Um, what what <laughs> we did? <laughs> uh, what are the most common reasons for friendships to fall apart? There are a lot. Sleeping with the other friends, significant other. Common? You call that a common one, or like a sure reason for that to fall apart? I, well, hmm. I think it's more common than you're thinking in this moment. Really? It happened to me. No, no, I, I, I understand that. And I'm a pretty common person. No, I don't even weird. get out that much. You're pretty weird. You're, 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 <laughs> I think people like you are more prone to doing something like that. It was just one time. It was an accident. I tripped. But anyway. Okay. I think... It's it's at least an assured way. That's definitely going to end a friendship. Right I mean, there. you answered very fast. <laughs> it was the first thing I thought of that will most certainly end a friendship. I guess the most common thing would probably be like moving away, mm -hmm. right? Like a long distance, distance thing. Distance yeah. probably does it. A lack of accessibility, um, or the uh, out of sight, out of mind situation. What what's a strange or outside of the box way that you have lost a friend or had a relationship fallout in the past? Um, wow. Okay. So I knew this guy and this girl, they were married. Uh, we had them over a lot because uh -huh. they lived in Mer America, 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 <laughs> lived in America. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere near me. You almost slipped. I almost slipped. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so they'd, they'd come over a lot, and uh, the the husband was an artist, and he was an aspiring tattoo apprentice. He had not yet oh, become cool. an apprentice. Okay. He was trying to become an apprentice. So he was doing a lot of free work at a <laughs> tattoo shop, like sweeping and stuff and tracing stencils, I think. I don't know what somebody who what, was trying to be do, an apprentice. He was trying to get his foot in the door. Right. Gotcha. So um, Friday the 13th, um, we 
we were invited to go to you know the fight of the thirteenth thing, the thirteen dollar tattoos with the seven dollar tip, so it's seven dollars. Uh, right, 20 right, bucks twenty bucks for a tattoo. Mm-hmm. So I don't usually do them because the tattoos are garbage. And I happened to find one that I liked. It was the Mad was Hatter. It, I was hat. gonna say, is that where you got your Mad Hatter? Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, that is. It was the Mad Hatter hat, and I <laughs> I had never ventured off my uh, left arm or back or chest. Is it kind of up there in the north, uh, you know, east ish part of my body? And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start a statement of some kind on my leg. Okay. So it'll start with the Mad Hatter hat. I thought, you know, eventually we get like we're all mad here, like around it, and then it'll turn into like, like an a, Alice in Wonderland, like or a trippy, leg trippy leg sleeve, or Disney leg sleeve, or fantasy, or whatever. How did it turn out, Justin? Well, <laughs> I will say it looked like a misshapen shot glass <laughs> on a little plate that was still too small for it. It was awful. It looked terrible. Oh. An outline, it was horrible, no shading. And I understand it's a $20 tattoo, but sure. I'm at least entitled to the picture that I saw that it was going to be. <laughs> right. That's what you think you're paying for. Well, anyhow, as I was leaving and wanting to cry, I saw this tremendous line of people, right? It was just around the block. And I'm thinking, these poor fucking people, they are going right. to get a tattoo like this. Yeah. And they're waiting. They're going to be pissed. To like five in the morning. Or cry. Like me, I wasn't mad. I was sad. This is on me. You know, yeah. I was just, I was devastated. So I wrote on the Facebook page that was advertising the event. Mm-hmm. All I said was the place looked nice. The the event looked very well organized. You did the two positives and I one negative. I was treated very well. It was like very six nice. positives. Okay. But I said, do not go to this artist because this is one that I went to. And I got botched. This is what I wanted, and this is what I got. I said, on the other hand, my roommate's tattoo came out fantastic, so it's probably just this artist. Well, these people, <laughs> one guy who doesn't even work there, um, and then his wife, who was working the event with him, decided uh-huh. to completely unfriend me and tell me what a piece of shit that I was and how awful I was and I'm going to hell and whatever. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking... I said nothing but good things about the place. Just one lady who worked there and she did butcher me and it's on me and it's not you, but it never really repaired. <laughs> and I was thinking, wow, I, I've never had anybody who one just refused to have a grown up conversation about it. Uh, two, uh, yeah, I was more willing horrible. to apologize just to put it out because I thought I had no idea how inflammatory it was going to be. I was thought I was helping the hundreds and hundreds of people in the line. Right. Well, it's a legitimate review. Sorry for the long wind, but to me, that is by far the strangest reason I was able to lose a friendship. Yeah, I was, but good riddance because, you know, know, they were kind of stupid, like like fake liberals and just dumb. Well, I mean, what everything happens for a reason, but that is a that is a, a very outside of the box way to have a relationship breakdown. Yes. So they were pretty weird. Um, now, or strange, this is going to take us into our next question. Ooh, how lovely. So who is your strangest friend and what makes this person strange? Go. Currently or ever? Uh, start with one and then we'll see if it was a short answer and we'll go to the second one. Go. Okay. Well, my strangest friend ever was also one of my most beloved friends I've ever had. Awesome. And I still consider a friend to this day. Another One of those where you could be not talking for a long time and then talk, and he's got that quality. Okay. So uh, 
he was just an interesting character. Just one of those like socially awkward. It was it was the person that I kept track of shitting my pants with. It was that person. Okay. That per yeah. That so for things like that, instances like that. And it's one so of my most beloved weird. friends. Yes, because I was able to get to that level with him, mm -hmm. you know? So it made it very interactive to be his friend. Okay. Um, but we would do things like go to the fair, and we wouldn't ride the rides. We would, like, buy a crossbow and the Zelda shield and then, like, pretend to be – to interact with, as, like, Zelda. It's That's like, weird. You know I mean? That's Stuff definitely like that. weird. Stuff okay. like that. Um, so just – for me, it was great. I enjoyed him, but other people probably thought he was very weird. Interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so that was your best, your weirdest friend ever. That was probably my weirdest friend. Okay, I feel ever. like I would know all your weirdest, all your friends now. So, who's your weirdest friend now? Now, well, we'll just keep it between the millennial group, and I would say it's a close mix between. <sighs> Between the millennial group? Yeah, that's pretty much my friends now. So me or Adam? Well, no, there's there's Vince, Kyle, Chris. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I was yeah. gonna say because it can't be a close, you know. No, there's tie there's a couple of the millennial group here. Okay, I would say that it's a close tie between uh, Vince or Adam. Okay, is the weirdest, and I'm gonna say that Vince probably takes the lead. Vince is for sure now, the weirdest. Again, what's ironic about this and a trend I'm finding is Vince and Adam are both my more beloved of all the millennials with Vince taking slightly the lead. Vince is is probably my most beloved of all the millennials. Okay. Vince has a amazing I heart. I love that dude. He's great. Amazing heart. He's hilarious. He's definitely well researched on what he talks about. And I... I uh, appreciate that very much. And his thoughts, her, his his talking points are always very well thought out. He's just hilarious and genuine and just happy. Every time you see him, he's happy and it makes you happy. He's a great guy. For knowledge, I go to Kyle. Kyle is my well of knowledge. Okay. He's definitely, I think he's the smartest how come, millennial. How come I'm not your wheel of knowledge? I think... I take you for granted because I'm just always around you. Oh, okay. But you're you're pretty good. You're the bee's knees. Well, thank you, man. Well, there you go. I told you all of my deep dark secrets. Your turn. <laughs> About weird friends. Yeah, who's the weirdest millennial? Um, I think you are the weirdest millennial. I agree. I think you are definitely the weirdest millennial. <laughs> um, because you don't often just say anything. There's always some bizarre subtext or ulterior motive to your sentences. <laughs> And you have to make sure you are not being made a fool. Not that anyone cares whether Matthew thinks that you're a fool or not or made a fool of you. But you can't let Matthew have the satisfaction. So fuck you, Matthew. I know your language, bitch. And I do appreciate that about yeah. you. It makes it more fun. I'd say that um, of my close friends, you're my strangest yeah. friend now. Really? I even take the cake of all your friends. Um currently that i see regularly love it like if i was prepping someone to meet you <laughs> you have to prep people to meet me yes i do wow well i just kind of have to explain your humor a little bit because sometimes you're going to be really like <laughs> um generic when you first meet somebody and just give them the normal hi how are you i'm matthew nice to meet you but sometimes you go immediately to troll town <laughs> 
I told you it's 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 very necessary that you have a little bit of dickishness in you. I know, but I just out with me. I just let people know before that you find that necessary. <laughs> Is that not a common thing? I guess it's not. It's hard to find. No, other I people I think like it's that. common for someone to want to be around someone else who has their dark and uh, what's the word like a almost derogatory uh, <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah, I just. People have to understand that I'm joking a lot of the time. Yes. Most of what I say, however it be said, most of what I say is I don't mean a lot of what I say. And I know that immediately. So what happens is I listen to you say something really stupid or passive aggressive. And I immediately turn my head to see, okay, did they catch that? Are they understanding that he, you know, because I speak (laughs) the language. And sometimes I'll speak for you. Sometimes I'll fill fill in between the lines for them. That's that's good to know. It's interesting. My strangest friend I've ever had. Yeah. I'm going to say his name because I think he would love so much. He's we're not friends anymore. I haven't seen him in years, but I'll never forget him. Adam knows him. His name is Max Sai, T S A I. Oh my. Feel free to look him Spelled up. It and everything. Oh man, oh, he is something boy. else. Um we rushed him because we just thought he was a funny little Asian Shout kid. Shout out, Max. We love you, bro. Oh, Max, you are hilarious. <laughs> um, one day he showed up with full-blown, like, purple smoky eye makeup uh, to an event. And I said, what is wrong with you? Why are you wearing that, <laughs> Max? And he goes, oh, it's Kesha Day. Like I said, singer? according to who? He goes, according to me. Today I'm celebrating Kesha. He's not gay or anything. He's just weird. And it was just full eye makeup, and he, for whatever reason, he loved Kesha. Another day, um, we needed someone to move into an upstairs room. We were filling a big house we lived in in in, um, in Los Angeles, and it pretty much revolved around me because I was one of the older. Like I lived there the longer. Oh, imagine that something revolving so I, around. So I was recruiting hmm. the people to move in. It never happens. And. Uh, <laughs> So I was like, do we have an open room? Max responded. He moved in. It wasn't a week later. We realized that the entire time we've been talking to him, he has this new thing where he just doses himself daily with LSD. So he's always kind of tripping balls. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But not That's like a fun one. There's a you trend where people really do weird that. Roommates. Oh, I do. I, I manage you pick that. Winners. Well, I'm from Los Angeles. It just comes to me. <laughs> and one day we found him just taking a, a permanent marker and just drawing. On the wall, like really into it, artistically planning it out. And we're thinking like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Oh, my God. And he thought that was normal. He was so upset to know that he he did something wrong. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But Max, you are a weirdo. And you know what, man? You are going to be forever remembered. I have to say, you know, you you did your job, bro. Because he just wants to be memorable. So... (laughs) He just doesn't care. I love it. I feel like everyone has that weird friend. If you have a weird friend out there and you're listening to this right now, hashtag weird friend. And their first and last name. Well, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. What if they want to be recognized? Just hashtag weird friend. And maybe their initials. And then they'll know, but the world won't know. What about good friends? Do you feel that you're a good friend? Good friends are forgettable, aren't they? Because they're not an issue in your life, so you never really think about them. Yeah, but a good friend could save you from some serious shit. (laughs) True that. So, okay, let's be serious for a minute here, because I was joking. 
Good friend. Do you mean good as in you really, really like them, or do you mean good for you, like good for your life? What do you, What do you? What are you? What are you asking? A good friend, someone that that truly rose above what they really were expected to do for you. Okay, so that could even mean something like, hard. Have something you, that you ever didn't been? Like. Have you ever been? like dumbfounded blown away super surprised at how kind a friend was to you then they really didn't have to be yes care to share yes i had one friend in high school who literally would just let me live in his house he lived in like the guest house of his parents Mm -hmm. it was a situation where his parents were gone a lot and um we went to the same school but many times i would not go to school and I would spend the night at his house, and he would get up, and he'd be like, okay, I'm going to school. Are you coming with me? And I'd be like, nah. He'd be like, okay. And just total trust would just leave me in his house, never, like, hid stuff or what, like, just complete trust. So that was really cool. That was nice. Um, good guy. You okay. know who you are if you're listening to this. Shout out. Do you think you're a good friend? I try to be. When are you not? Um, well, I'm willing to admit that I can be selfish. I can, I can be a little bit of a taker sometimes. So in my mind, sometimes I get into a feeling of that I give a lot. So I justify taking sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take in this time and it's okay. Cause I gave so many other times. So Doing that is okay, but doing that consciously is kind of shitty. And sometimes I consciously do that. So I'm willing to admit that I'm a little bit selfish sometimes. But I mean, I think honestly, in my opinion, everyone has selfish moments. So it doesn't make me any worse of a friend than anyone else. So I would say that honestly, yes, I think I'm a good friend. I think that I bring value to another person if I'm their friend. I think being a good friend depends on the person you're being a friend to, too. I mean... You're going to be a good friend to some, and you're just not going to match up, you know, with, with with another friend as much. So I think part of that just comes in the personality. What about those situations where, like, have you ever found yourself where you're friends with someone, and then their lifestyle begins to become like toxic, and mm-hmm. it it's actually more beneficial to them to stop hanging out with them, like the. The yes. better thing to do in the relationship. But that's is being to a stop good friend. Hanging. Yes, like, and that's actually the good friend thing to do. Yeah, otherwise you're an enabler. That's that's a rough one though because they always they always lash out when you do that and make you feel as if you're not being a good friend. Well, that means that they're not but. being a good friend. So if they were answering this question, they would have to answer yes or no and explain that situation. See. Right. Right. I think I'm a good friend. I think I'm a good friend. I when it comes down to the general like uh, conditions of a friendship, mm-hmm. I try to look very objectively, not you know, not subjectively. So do they do anything wrong friend. to me? No. Okay. Do they add anything to my life? Yes or no? Then they have every reason for me to be their friend. You know, best friends is a little bit different. Yeah, there's definitely different levels. You have close friends and you have So when does someone go from an acquaintance to a friend? I think we've actually touched on this a little bit. I kind of remember that, but what do you think it is? I could touch on it again. It goes with the flow today. I mean, for me, it's pretty instant. It's kind of right off the bat. Like, 
usually as soon as I meet someone, I pretty much know how far into a relationship with that person I want to go. Really? Yeah. Well, that you want to go. but That I want to go. Maybe not that I will. And actually, there's been many times in my life where like some of my best friends I've had, I actually seeked them out. Like I saw them from afar. Mm -hmm. There was something about them that I idolized, that Mm -hmm. I looked up to, or I wanted to be like. Mm -hmm. And so I seeked that person out. And through doing that, ended up becoming their friend, and they were some of the best friends that I've had. Well, because you had value for them immediately. Yes. I want to be their friend. Um, Other than that, I'm a a person, even when it comes to like, romantic relationships or friendship ones mm-hmm. i'm not someone who tries real hard i it, usually they'll come to me but every now and then someone will walk by and i'll just get a tickle i'll be like you're you're gonna be my friend so what are I'll the differences right now between your friends and your acquaintances Well, I mean, an acquaintance is someone who you just met, right? So it's someone you're like... No, an acquaintance is just somebody that you know. You've been acquainted with them, uh, the person you see at the store. But uh, an acquaintance... like I feel that people at work, a lot of them are my acquaintances, and they're great acquaintances. I wouldn't go and hang out with them after work. Oh, Right, right. So I guess that would be it, is if I if I actually enjoy being around them or if you'd not. Inv- if you would really invest... Your any of your own time to be like around through them. my own choice. Okay. Yes. If it was non obliged, would I choose to just hang out with them? Oh, I think the point we discussed before on another podcast was what has where has the concept of acquaintances gone? Everyone's either your friend or your oh, best friend. Oh yes, yes. Um, We've removed a level. So I also feel that, and I've actually been told this by people that. I have a tendency to, as soon as I meet someone, just the way that I interact with people is like I've known you for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very, I guess it would be like a cut to the chase kind of thing. Like I, I'm very open with people right off the bat right, when meeting yes. them. And I'm, like it's when that you, kind of concept of first, like, like, how's your family? How are you yeah. doing? Where you been? You know, and things that you would ask someone who you've known a long time. Um, I'll develop inside jokes with people very quickly. Okay. So I kind of skip that like acquaintance level. For me, an acquaintance is like a customer at work. So you're either going to be a friend or you're going to be like nobody to you. Yeah, I'm just not going to invest any energy into it at all. We definitely opened up quick. Like within the first five minutes I met you, you told me that you were gay and I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was fantastic. I think you, I I think think you misheard me. No, I think that you really wanted to let me know that because I am. And I'm. I never would look at you. I just I as think an attractive, I said, you know, physically okay attractive person. Gay. I never would have been with you by any means whatsoever. But I appreciated so, the trust. You know how they say that, like in elementary school, when the girl has a crush on the boy and she pushes him down in the sandbox. Mm-hmm. You've pushed me down a few times today, bro. That's just a hobby. Hmm. Or an obsession. Push it down, you push it down. It would make sense. They say that rejection leads to obsession. And no wonder you're obsessed the amount with of times me. I've rejected you. No, you can't beat me to the, my own punchline. Yes, I can. That's not fair. I totally can. I was already in the middle of speaking. Next question. Find a good one because we only have time for like one or two more here. All right. Um, let's think of a good one. Um, what is a big favor? 
that you've done for a friend and uh, or a big favor a friend has done to you. What, whatever one is the most interesting or most touching or moving. A big favor? Like something way out of the call of duty. Way beyond the call of duty. Well, like two days after I got my driver's license, I helped a friend move a refrigerator across town and I was terrified. I was totally terrified. And it was late at night. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I had to go to this shady part of town and like hitch it into this truck and then drive. And I'm like 10 miles an hour the whole time because I was terrified because I had just gotten my driver's license. So that was a time that I did a big favor. Um, a time that someone did a big favor for me. I don't have like one that really sparkles. Do you have a good one? Yes. Okay, go for it. For you. Oh, when you did a big favor for me? Yes. You did. You saved me from um, from a sticky situation. What kind of sticky situation? <laughs> well, I had found myself in a place in life that wasn't working for me, and you, you pulled me out of that. You saved me from it. I appreciate that. How did I, so. how did I pull you out of it? You gave me a place to live. Oh, okay, cool. Which was which was very nice. Nice. Um. Yeah, yeah. Who's done something really nice for you? Um, I think if I could, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. This is a theme in every podcast. He's my best friend, and he is also the love of my life. Uh, I told him. When, on one of our very first dates that I've always wanted to go to Southeast Asia. And as soon as those tickets drop below a certain amount of money without any hesitation, uh, he made my dream come true and now we're going to be going soon. So to me, that's a big Aww. one. It's a huge one. That is a big one. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I It literally never would have happened. I mean, not never, but our trip now, you know, couldn't have happened. In college, um, there was one point where one of my friends, something didn't work out. He didn't get his financial aid, and he needed, I think it was 1580 or 1850 or something, and my financial aid had already come in, so I paid his tuition oh, with my uh, student loan money. And then not expecting to get paid back because all we knew was he didn't get his money. Right. So, I mean, I think a couple months later, he ended up getting his money, and he. Well, that's uh, cool. That was very nice of you, Jesus. He paid, paid for someone's school. It's amazing. Well, he's he was so absolutely incredibly talented, and to me, it just seems so uh, strange for somebody so talented not be able to finish school on account of a mix-up on financial aid. I just thought if I can make sure this, you know, it's fixed for him, it'll probably save him a tremendous amount of backtracking in his life so and now he's killing it he's a professional musician pianist singer in los angeles and i feel like i was a part of that <laughs> hell yeah you were that's amazing good job good job do you have time for another one we have time for one more where's what's okay gonna end it for the day today mm, let's see i think i'm gonna go with What, no, yeah, what is the most annoying 
kind of friend you can have, like that guy, and you can't shake them, but they're just the most annoying kind of friend you could ever have. I'll go first here if you want. Okay, go ahead. Go first. I'm going to give a kind of from not a person, obviously. So, unfortunately, there's a name for this friend that I made up. (laughs) This kind of friend. In college, we'd call them loser type. Loser type? Yeah. So, check it out. I'm going to just give a scenario. You have a friend from home and you've been friends with them for like a really, really long time and they're really sweet, but they never, ever, ever adopted that cool factor. So like you'd hang out with them a lot when you were younger. And as we're all kind of growing and changing, you're realizing, (laughs) oh, if we didn't grow up together and we met now, I probably would never be your friend. But who cares, right? Because here you are and you love them so much. So then you go on vacation. Say you go to like, Abisa Spain to like a rave and you meet some really cool people and you just think they're so cool and you want them to like you right and you never thought you'd ever like really get their attention this didn't happen it's just for some reason coming to me so clearly yeah you're very very I know like how weird sometimes an artist just paints yeah so anyway um, the rave's over you know you you camp the the night and then in the morning you leave and they're like hey man you're really really cool where you from And, and you're like you know wherever Los Angeles and like, we'd love to come visit you. We're going to be in America like next year. And you're like, awesome. Can we stay with you? Hell yeah, you can stay with me. Oh my God, these really cool people are going to stay with me. They're so cool. You know, um, and then they come and you have to introduce them right. to your friend. Who's just a little Or awkward. else you're a dick. Because if they're there for two weeks and you're showing them around, are you just not going to answer your friend's phone calls? Right. Are you just not going to tell them what you're doing for two weeks? So that's annoying. To me, the loser type... In the most loving sort of way, okay, is why I call them that. But they are the most annoying kind of friend. So I guess mine is is similar, is similar to that. It would be the the person who doesn't pick up on verbal cues. Oh, so yes. like I do like if you're trying to make something seem a little better than it really is. So for example, instead of telling someone if you meet a, a pretty girl at the bar or out when you're in your house and you tell her, you know, I'm I co-run a media company with with my roommate and then the guy is like oh no it's just a youtube channel with 87 subscribers you know what i mean you're like damn like, it damn it yeah the guy who you're just like damn social it all cock block yes where they just don't know when to play along or if you get pulled over and the cop's like do you know how fast you were going and you're like no i don't and the guy's like 55 in a 40 you know just he can't. He can't like just lie sometimes. Yeah, he you know, doesn't he's understand super straight what edge. the best manipulation for this situation would be. Yes, dude. So I was that when I was a kid. My parents. Oh gosh, they're obnoxious. <laughs> my parents would go like you know buy a new refrigerator and they buy like this was when we weren't we didn't have as much money so they buy the floor model. So say it's a two thousand dollar refrigerator, but you got it for seven hundred and fifty dollars, right? So, you know, we invite people over. They's like, oh, this is a beautiful fridge. Yeah, we just got it. Where? Oh, so-and-so. I saw this fridge. It was like $2,500. And they were like, yeah, it was a pretty penny. And then I'd be like, nah, you got it as a floor <laughs> model. It was only 750 Liar. Mr. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And then you just you just want to smack that kid. It's well, like, somebody should have. It doesn't Those... actually matter to the story. And of course, I think I'm the most loved child in the universe. That's one of those cringy moments. You look back and think, okay, no, there was a reason for people to not like me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I've had a lot of those moments too. Yeah. You've had them since you've lived here. 
Well, I haven't looked back on those yet. Well, I have. Oh. I'm just kidding. Okay, good. <laughs> well, guys, I think that that is probably going to do it for today. I have actually had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to have talking about friends for an hour. Oh, fantastic. You're um, all my friends. If you want to be my friend, hashtag me too. Just hashtag me too. <laughs> T-O-O. Want to wrap this up, Matthew? Yes, yes. So thank you so much for listening to us, guys. Um, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends, all the good stuff. Uh, we still got that Patreon going on. Uh, I, I don't, what is it? www.patreon.com forward slash Harley Millennial. I think that's how it goes. I've listened to Adam I do say it know. a few times. I think that's it. Check it out. Let me know if I'm right. Always a pleasure. It's been fun, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.